What's up, everybody? Ryan, ATX Metal Podcast, back again with the first episode of the year. I thank everybody that found out about the podcast and subscribed and downloaded and just supported the podcast in any way in 2023 and prior to. And if you're new to the podcast, thank you for joining us. Uh, I hope that I can bring some insights to these interviews with these band members, the locals, all the way to the internationals. But in this episode, I sat down with Dalton, the drummer from Levels, a band out of Arkansas. And we've already spoke to them previously. If you want to check that out, just search up Levels in any of the uh, apps and you should find this episode and the first one that we did. Um, it was great. They've had a lot go on since the last time we spoke. They signed to Sharp Tone. They've got two singles out, Pulse and Siren Hymn, and they worked with Landon Tours of The Plot and you thanks to their producer Jonathan out of Nashville so I mean it's just it's just really cool to see people that you know you know connecting with you know people that they've looked up to and now they're helping them create their music and soon they will be the ones that are sought after and looked up to I don't know it's that's all kind of serendipitous but anyway we talk about all kinds of stuff here in this episode from obviously their upcoming album they've got some new merch coming out they've got the tour coming up I mean it's just all kinds of fun stuff but the biggest takeaways or what we call in the breakdowns is you know he talks about treating the band as a business being crucial for success uh he talks about collaborating with other artists like we just spoke about uh looking at the data analysis is essential for affecting effective tour planning and we got into a little you know one-on-one -on -one and you know he talked about he talked about taking care of your physical and mental well-being you know and that being a important factor for a successful music career and just in life in general but anyway stick around like i said this is the first one of the year thank you for tuning in thank you for subscribing again if you give us a like and a follow uh reviews help out the best i'm not looking for success i want everybody that i interview to be successful so let's pay more attention to them instead of me i'm just the medium that that is that allows this to be <laughs> uh shout out to come and take it sponsors come and take it live uh really you know love the fact that we're still rolling through another year of sponsorship trucking toward the 10 year anniversary uh super excited to see what we can come up with in 2024 uh, for all the local bands regional and all the bands that i talk to or anybody listening to this if you are routing through austin texas just let me know and i will get you in touch with the venue or the production company uh, at, the, at the best of my ability also, shout out to all the all the locals out there that are just killing it. You know, I look forward to talking to everybody and getting their information uh, about news and drops and singles and teasers and tours and concert, all that fun stuff. So here we go. Without further ado, here we go. My boy Dalton with Levels. Here we go. What is up, everybody? Ryan, ATX Metal Podcast, back again with the first episode of the year. And I'm here with one of my favorite members from Levels Metalcore Outfit out of Arkansas. And I'm going to let this young man go ahead and introduce yourself, tell us where you're from, what you do in the band, and uh, we'll just kind of go from there. First off, hey, Ryan, good to see you again. And my name is Dalton. I play drums and I handle a lot of the technical live shows setups for the levels all the tech specialist type stuff but you do more than that 
Are you like the band dad? Aren't you like the man dad? I kind of am like the band dad. I make sure I things say. get taken care of. <laughs> well, a lot. We all do it, in our own respective areas. Oh, yeah. Everybody has their avenue that they want or that they have in the band. There's probably some crossover, but everybody in today's in today's band uh, structure, I would say that almost everybody has a role, a marketing guy, a social media guy, you know, kind of like de facto band manager, you know, um, cause today's bands are basically, I mean, a band has always been a business, but in, I guess post COVID it's really, I, as what I've seen is I've seen bands really make that push to become as independent and fluid as possible. And then if they get support from a record label, booking agency management, it's like, they're, it's a little more well oiled of a machine. Does that, am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's, it's not anything that was ever exclusively told to us. We kind of just felt that desire to treat it like a business since day one, but can't really stress that enough. Uh, it is nice when you have a team of black stallions pulling the chariot. Uh, that way you're not having to wear all the hats, but yeah, you really do have to treat it like a business. And it's nice if each member has that drive to like find their niche of what they like to do. Like maybe for us, for example, some of our guys just don't like social media, like don't want to make the little clips for social media or videos to share on there. They would rather focus their attention on other stuff, maybe like behind the scenes stuff. And then if you can find a member that does really enjoy uh, being that social figure, then like let them go all into it and support them in that, in that aspect. But everybody can find uh, something that they enjoy and then just embrace that. Yeah. One, I fully, fully agree with that. Um, but let's, for those that don't know, give us a little background on levels maybe for fans of kind of music you guys put out just in case people aren't familiar. And then we'll jump into the singles and what's happened since the last time we spoke. Sure. Yeah. So hmm, where do I start? It's <laughs> been around since late 2015. I feel like people probably won't know or understand that it, it looks like we just came out of the blue <laughs> for some people, but, uh, yeah, uh, a lot of our, a lot of our inspiration and the sound of the music itself comes from the stuff that we enjoy. And we really just make music that we think sounds good and we, we make it for ourselves really. And it's super cool that it resonates with other people and that they enjoy it too. Um, so but for fans of think it kind of it kind of fluctuates because we make we we like to think we make a pretty diverse range of metal and rock music. Um, if you listen to our discography previously, then it definitely falls way more into just the straight metalcore and modern metal sound. But the newer stuff, where we're headed, is uh, is a lot larger of a range of genre. And so the for fans of could vary from song to song. We get a lot of our influence through uh old new metal bands, like the older generation new metal bands, which is kind of like 
what do you, what would you call it? It's like kind of contradicting itself. Older. New yeah. metal. <laughs> so that's in you for those listening. Well, I'm new talking metal. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like corn, limp biscuit, stained, those kind of bands. Um, a lot of us, most of us, I think all of us actually, Godsmack even, we all grew up listening to that kind of music. And then you mix that with these new bands that were, were huge fans of, like they inspire us because they're the ones, what inspires us about them is that they're pushing boundaries. Bands like Bad Omens uh, comes to mind. We don't ever go into the studio thinking we got to sound like Bad Omens. We're just like, how can we think of something new that's like, not been done before, like blending genres together in a way that hasn't been done before. And so that's kind of like what we just draw inspiration from such a vast array of bands and genres, even into the pop field, me and Colby, our vocalist, like one of our top albums of this past year was probably the post Malone album. Austin is what it's called. His name. And that that's something that and and the weekend we draw a huge inspiration from the weekend and Post Malone, as well as all these rock and metal bands. Well, I can tell you from well, just based off what I've seen on the internet, can't believe it all, but I'm gonna believe it now. That so like your sound, I, I've known you guys, I've known of levels probably since shoot 20, 2018, 2017. Can't remember the exact time frame. But I think you guys were coming to Austin and I was just peeping the show flyer and I was like, well, who are these guys? And then fell into, you know, the various levels that is the band. And now that you guys have a couple more years under your belt and some more songs out there, I can really personally hear a difference. Like there, there is this progression that you guys have gone through. And like I was picking up basically just Australia metalcore. And so I went on Spotify and checked out like your most favorite, like who listens to you the most top three are all cities in Australia. So like that matches. And then you get into, uh, Oh Lord, I forgot the name of the song. It's off the album in 2018. It's like all red and it's the second track, uh, blood. <clears throat> yeah uh, oh the second blaze of bloodstream yeah there it is that whew, from so like that was one of my favorite songs off of that album i don't know if that's a deep cut but it just it, just straight heavy yeah yeah it was just like you know what we're not gonna we're not gonna beat around the bush on this one we're just gonna fucking open these chords up and just slam and and it delivers and now, you know, we get into uh, Pulse and Siren Hymn. Those are the, uh, the latest singles that you guys have, re- uh, have released. And even in those two singles, you can hear there's, there's a difference in the, in the, in the sound and, and the influences. So I think, I think it's really cool. Um, it, tell, tell me more about those singles. Like what, um, how did they come about? You know, did it start with a riff or you were just fucking around one day in the studio and you're like, Hey, I pulled this shit from like 2016 that has these, you know, good bones and good structure. Um, yeah, let, let's, let's, let's get into that. So those two singles in particular, first off, let, let me address like the whole sound shift, I think is partly due to 
our everyone's desire to do something new, fresh. Like we wanted to see where levels is going. But then, you know, we got a new vocalist in 2020. And so he brought his ideas to the table and influence to the table. Uh, we found out that he could sing. So we're like, yo, we got to utilize this. So that's why you hear a lot more singing in the, in this new stuff. Um, and then for the, for pulse and siren him, we actually got to, we brought in Landon tours from the plot in you father to the studio. Yes. We, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> like the inner, yeah. the inner me going like, I'm a plot fan. Just, all day. Sign me up. Me too. I, I've been listening to them since I was in high school, like on and off. I always had heard the name and like had listened to the new stuff that they put out. And I was like, this dude is so fucking good. And so it was like pretty much a no brainer whenever uh, our producer had suggested to us, he's like, Hey, um, cause he had been talking to Landon a couple of times before. Cause Landon also produces bands. And so um, he just, Jonathan, our producer, he's like, uh, he's like a catalyst. He like brings people together. He like can, if he knows one person and thinks they'll work well with another person, he will just connect the dots. And so, um, he's like, I think we should talk to Landon about get about working together. And we thought about going up to him, but we decided it'd probably be best to fly him down to Nashville because that's kind of our meeting point. That's where Jonathan, our producer's based out of, and we all go there. So brought Landon down and had no idea what to expect. Like we didn't know if like it was going to be weird or if like he was expecting us to have ideas. And we didn't know like absolutely no idea what he was going to be like. Uh, and so we were pleasantly surprised whenever we got into the studio and he's like, uh, guys, I've been listening to the old stuff. And like, I came up with some of this new stuff that I think really fits the sound and like where the band's at right now. And he hit play on some of these pre-production tracks. And we were like, are y'all hearing this right now? This is crazy. <laughs> and so he brought some riffs. He brought in some riffs and we were like, we can work with this. And so, and Jonathan, we all just lit up like light bulbs. Like it was just like somebody threw a little bit of food in the room for or a little bit of food in the pond for the fish. And they all just all came up and they were eating at it. Like we were just on one at, from that point moving forward. And that is what became Pulse and Siren Hymn were those two songs, those two pre-production tracks that he brought in. And then we all sat in the studio together and wrote them into full tracks from that point on. So that was the foundation. I think that was the the main focus of that whole studio session. Um, at that point, we had been going to the studio for like four days at a time, uh, nothing really long. And so we'd go in there and basically start from square one pretty much, unless somebody had like a little riff or a melody idea. And, and we, that's kind of what we like to do. We like to write in the room together. And so that's how those two singles ah. came about. Landon and Colby sat down together and worked out melody ideas. It was a lot of just like nonsense, you know, like no actual words. Just a lot of, it was just a lot of noodling. Yeah. And, but, but they had the melodies there and the flow and the, and the articulations. So that that's what became pulse and siren him. And we had 
we had written some more of the EP before that, but we decided to release those songs first just because it made sense with, with our plan, the rollout plan for the EP. Oh, well, that perfect segue. I was going to say, like, what's to come? Like, are, like we're, how, many, how many songs deep are we into this EP already? And how many, you know, and when can we look forward to it? So we've got, <clears throat> we've got two songs that are out right now. And then there's going to be three more coming out when the EP drops. Um, and so it, it'll be a five song EP in February. It comes out February 2nd, I believe. It's right around the corner, my guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad that we're all, I'm glad that we're getting ready to help, help support local music in Arkansas. Cause oh, yeah. you know, you guys will eventually end up here sometime. We will. We love Texas, especially Austin. Do you guys, whenever you plan your tours, do you think about, I guess I'll phrase it in two questions. Do you think about the places that you lack a following in hopes of going there to grow? And two, or I guess, and, or do you go the route where you know that you have somewhat of a following or is it kind of a combination of both? In the beginning, we, we just wanted to get out there and take the, the first approach that you had said where we've never played here before. Like, I don't even know if, I don't even think we were looking at Spotify artists back then. Like we couldn't even see the data of like where <laughs> like people were listening to us at. We had no idea unless they followed us on Facebook or commented or something like there was just no way to uh, gauge those metrics. And so the first tour and I guess really all of them up until we got access to that data was um, just going out, hoping that we would, reach people that way. Like the tour was the marketing tool. It was getting people to just hopefully walk by and hear you or see the show flyer or, or whatever the case may be. But then as we grew and got a little bit smarter and more business savvy with it, then we started looking at the data and saying like, Oh, maybe we should play this city because there's a lot of people listening to us in this city. And you also just get people walking in as well on top of that. So you could kind of double down there, but yeah, n nowadays it's, it's mostly based off of the, the data. Cause we, we want to go to where the people actually know us and know the music and that gets them excited. They're excited. We're excited. So it's mutually beneficial. Yeah. I, I've always been curious and I know that, you know, independent artists, whenever, or independent bands, whenever they are routing, it's usually like the homie network. You'll post on social media, like, Hey, you know, where, where are my levels fans at in, in North Carolina, you know, back where I'm from. And you'll see a bunch of people jump in the comments. Um, but there's, there's, but I really, I think it's great that you guys have access to the data now because, you know, years ago you would have to pay, all kinds of money to get access to that. And then you'd probably have to have an, a person to in, interpret the data. Whereas now you can just log on to Spotify artist. Now that you guys can actually see the data on your own, you can really curate a, a pretty rad tour. I would assume that, and actually a successful tour, not one where you're, 
basically gigging for gas money. You're actually gigging sales, you know, people through the door, merch, you know, all that jazz. Um, how, how's the, I guess, when's the last time did you guys tour and when is the next one? So the last tour that we did, this was, this is well before we were signed and I don't even, we, we didn't even have our, our single Sisu yet, which was our first song we did with our new producer, Jonathan. So it was in 2021. It was like December of 21, I believe. And we've honestly stopped going on these headliners, these self-booked headliners, because we're really focusing on the music and like just to, the cliche putting all of our eggs in that basket. We're, we're trying to create the demand and then go on the tour because we've tried, we've toured, you know, like we've gone out there and made our rounds and played to nobody and played to 500 and played to five and, and you name it. I mean, the, it's, <laughs> it's been very, very diverse. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> I always have this image of when I first started the podcast or when I first started going to shows, like as a, I don't know, podcaster slash, you know, a guy in the mix. Mm -hmm. And I would, you know, obviously when you're a new band, you got to grind it out, right? You got to do the opening slot, second slot. You've got to play to no one or all of the band members that are going to play after you. And the bar, uh, in your opinion, when you only have five, 10, 15 people out there in this, and I ask, you know, the majority of people, this, I'm just curious, like, do you just say, fuck it and just go all out? Or do you think of it more of like, well, I mean, hell, if we mess up, you know, let me try this new fill out or like, how, how does, how does a. <laughs> a low number turnout show from the artist perspective compared to, you know, 500 plus. I've, I've always said this. I will always continue to say it. It, if there's one person there, you better play like it's the most important, most important person in the world. Like you never know who's watching, who's listening. Like it could like the, the person who could change your entire life could be, that bartender could be that one ah. person in the crowd and you just, you would never know it. Like I, I give, I try to give my best if there's zero or a million people that I'm trying to do whatever it is I'm doing in front of. And, you know, you make a good point that if there are less people there, you might try something new. Um, just don't get too ambitious. Like you still need to, you still need to remember that yeah. somebody's watching and it could be important. So I, I've always just kind of lived by that philosophy that it like somebody's always watching. So dress to impress. That's, you know, that's, that's a good way to think about it. That the one person standing there at the bar, sipping a Jack and Coke, and you know, you're like, Oh my God, there's no one in here. This is going to suck. And then that person turns out to be some label exec or something to that. I mean, speaking of label support, uh, if I had it on my keypad here, I'd hit you with the congratulations. <laughs> uh, you guys signed a sharp tone and 
I find that really interesting because I just interview, I mean, you speak of, you know, going back to like new metal and, and the earlier kind of foundation layers that today's musicians and artists are kind of, you know, picking from and little of this, little of that. I just interviewed a band that's also on sharp tone called profiler Uh from UK. And if you want, I don't even know how to explain this. I heard him, I guess I'll try my best, but just groove and bounce. It wasn't like ones and zeros gent style. I mean, there's definitely ones and zeros there, but it just had this, I mean, he, like his catch, I don't know if it's his tagline or catchphrase, but he just says, you know, get up. And it just like, it hits. And yeah. So uh, uh, anyway, aside from that, if you guys like new metal and, you know, groovy shit, go check them out. Profiler. Um, but this episode's about levels, obviously. But since you guys are on the same, you know, record label, I figure it would just kind of fit in there. But how how did how did all that work out? So Sharp Tone is a label that has been on our radar for gosh, a long time. Like I I mean, ever since levels really began, I, I've scoped out record labels since I learned of their existence, you know, like from the days of being in middle school and starting a band, I was like, Oh, record labels got to get one of those. And we got to get on Roadrunner, guys. <laughs> right. Right. And, uh, I was like, I'm a nerd about that kind of stuff. Like I look up all the behind the scenes people. Like if there's like, oh. I'm the, I'm the kind of guy who would like look at movie credits and be like, who was the second AC? Because, <laughs> you know, I mean, that's just kind of like my wheelhouse. But I, I knew of Sharp Tone. And then the biggest selling point for me was just all the bands that they have on there that are some of the legacy bands that I grew up listening to and what got me into metalcore. And I see that there's such as I don't mean to interrupt you. That's OK. Um, of Mice and Men, August Burns Red, Amir. And, and and these bands that like they're sticking around. So, uh, you know, I've seen lots of bands come and go from other labels such as rise or maybe Sumerian Sumerian. Yeah. Um, and then there was, yeah, just all these different labels who had some, you hear the bands posting about the shady stuff that they did or having legal cases with them, but it's like sharp tone, like, crossing my fingers, knocking on wood. Like they haven't had anything like that happen that I know of. Um, and our experience with talking to them was that they were just real people with like good intentions. And, you know, you could tell that their hearts are in, into what they're doing. Like they really believe in, in their artist. And if they see something in you, then they want to really, um, they want to promote that and, and help you to push that. And they just, they really let you, the ball is in the artist's court. Like they let you do what you've been doing. They just like help you to push and promote your vision. And so that was a huge selling point to us, but you know, we had to get our foot in the door and thankfully our producer, Jonathan, we call him the honorary fifth member of the band because he's just as, I mean, he is a key importance just as much as any of us is are. And, um, he, uh, you know, he's got, he's got skin in the game too. So if we do good, he does good. And everybody, we're just trying to bring everybody up. Like that's the biggest thing about the team that's around levels is everybody is trying to bring all the others up with them. 
And that's how we felt about Sharp Tone. So Jonathan connected us with Sharp Tone and they liked the music. And that's how we got the conversation started. From when conversations started to a contract in front of you, how, like, how long was that? Way too long. <laughs> <laughs> You're like checking the mailbox every day. Like, ah, come on. Like, where's the paperwork? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, there was a lot of like back and forth with lawyers, just like going over oh. all the fine details, nitpicking everything. Cause you know, our lawyers looking out for us and their lawyers looking out for them. So we all had to kind of like come to a, an agreement and that took time. Um, you know, everybody's super busy. We're not the only band on these lawyers plates. So they're, they're constantly dealing with other stuff and, whatever other work they're doing outside of that and traveling and holidays. So, I mean, it took, I want to say we began the conversation in like, it was either March or maybe May. It's one of those M months of, of this, of last year. And then we didn't release pulse until what, like October, like October. Yeah. Somewhere I think it was there. October. And so that's, that's how long it took to get, everything like from because we, we didn't announce it you know like we didn't say we were signed until october so we started talking and let's say like i think it was march all the way to october is like how long it took to get everything underway and we had already written these songs and filmed music videos like we we anticipated it would take forever but with people scheduling, like we just went ahead and said, we're going to shoot these videos, get these songs done. Like we're, we're not going to be the ones holding up the show here. Like we're getting right. our shit taken care of. And then it's on them to continue the, the thing. May I ask, and you don't have to answer. Uh, do you own the rights to your music? We, we have a percentage. So, you know, okay. Because, because they're, they're financially invested just as like we are like, you know, we've put a lot of time and money into this and then they've put in money to this and they're putting in their time. So we just, that's what a lot of the negotiation was, was like, how much do you get of each thing, right. the, the percentages? So um, we landed on something we felt was fair based sure. off all the facts. Also do you have the time. Uh, do, do they, are they requiring you again? You don't have to. I'm just, I'm really curious about the contract side because in the past two years, I've had five bands that I know of sign and you know, it's, it's, you know, quote unquote legit, like you've made it, like we're on a label now what? Um, and you know, typically, uh, labels say, okay, you need to do this many albums by this many months and this many music videos. Like, was that a part of the negotiation? Because I know that you can't just like shit an EP in a week. I mean, you could, if you really tried, but what, what were their, I guess, requirements to come on board? You know, we had, we had a product um, and it was us being like, do you want on board with this product? Like, they they heard oh, the okay. first they, they heard the first song so they were interested and then we had to make sure that we were compatible first and so we have the product it's like what 
do you guys want in or do, or do you not? Like, <laughs> you want some of this or what? Come on, guys. Like, we're, I mean, we're I moving, like, we're shaking. I feel like that's how we both felt, though, like us and the label, because we, we know what they have. We know what they're capable of. And then right. we kind of got to prove ourselves. We're the new guys on the block. And so that's that's why you have you ever heard of options like album options or EP options for in a contract? Uh, Yes, but I don't understand them, obviously, the way that you guys do. Uh, can you explain, like, what those are? Yeah, so, so, well, my understanding, which is that, you know, this is why I think they exist. Um, Side note, neither of us are lawyers, just yeah, to clear the room. This is not, this is not, <laughs> this is not advice. legal advice. No. Um, so, I'm thinking that if you do, if you sign for X amount of albums or an EP or one album, then... They put the option in there to say like, Hey, this is what could happen if we decide it's going to happen. So like, it's, it's up to the label. It's the label's discretion to say, Hey guys, this EP that we signed for this first deal, it did really well. So like, we want you guys to do an album, but if it doesn't do well, then it's kind of like their safety net to be like, guys, I don't think this is working. Like we don't want to pursue the next album because like they labels typically just own like the, the CD, right. They own one release. That's why you could have a band that is, is on multiple labels because they just own, they don't own the band. They just own that release that. Okay. So like I'm thinking um, it like a day to remember if they release a song like an album with victory, then like victory, it, it all depends on their contract. They might own that album forever or until it's paid back or whatever the terms are. Right. But then they could go write another album and sub fearless could own it or whoever like could own that album. And they're both using a day to remember's name. And so that's kind of, that's a, that's what the options are. Um, it kind of, it leaves them a little safety net to like get out of an artist if they want to. And so it's, everybody's so vastly different. Like every deal is so vastly different. It's kind of catered to where the artist is at. Um, how much leverage do you have? Somebody who has an established fan base and like million monthly listeners. Like if, if you pop off overnight, you got all the leverage in the world. Like you might not even oh. need a label. So that's, and that's, what's really crazy that I've seen. And I'm sure everybody sees it, especially if you're in a band. Cause you see these bands that just come out of nowhere and they're touring with, you know, so-and-so like how, A, who the fuck are they? B, where'd they come from? C, why, how, how, why, what is happening? And then you dig into the details and they had like one viral song on TikTok that got 10 million streams or, you know, insert seven figure stream number. and then. Of course, all the, all the millennials and Gen Z folks are going to jump over to Instagram and, or not Instagram, Spotify or Apple music, and then just go down the discography or that just may be a, you know, like a smash mouth, just one hit wonder and yeah. go out on tour and it flops, or maybe they go out on tour and they're successful. Like, you know, like for example, I know this band's been around for a while, but it's in, in my world, in my metal world, there's a band called Turnstile that just was all over the, like never heard of them. They were 
in my feed for about a couple months and then gone. Kind of like, kind of like knocked loose in Coachella. Like Mm. it just, it just happened. And all these, (laughs) my friend who's a through and through knock loose fan, he's like, I am not going to Coachella because fuck those Gen Z people. They don't know this and that about knock loose. They just know arf, arf. And then it's over, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. Not that he's an elitist or, you know, but he, I understand the, the vitriol of being a, like a dedicated fan to a band. And then someone just jumps on because it's trending, you know, but, but again, yeah, it it can be weird. It can be a weird thing, but I mean, uh, Arf Arf pays the bills though. Hey, that's what I'm saying, man. If, if it, if it keeps the clothes on my back and the lights on, I will bark until my, until I can't anymore. I will bark till the dogs don't come home. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, exactly, man. Well, speaking of uh, the dogs coming home, I, we kind of tangentially left the topic of uh tour. Um, what are you guys planning uh, for the 24 se- session? We are working on it right now. Um, we're just kind of seeing what opportunities arise. We have a couple of show offers and we're thinking about taking a couple of them, probably going to play an Arkansas show in in April, hopefully, if everything goes according to plan. And then we are, we don't have anything on the books right now, but we're just kind of waiting to see what opportunities pop up. Um, we've, we've turned down a couple just cause it didn't make sense or we were in the studio at the time. And so we're just kind of waiting on the right time to align. I, I know it's coming and that's all we want to do in 2024. Like we want to tour. That's our number one goal right now is to play tours and festivals. So we're making it happen. Well, man, I definitely can see and hear the progress of levels. And, you know, that's why I wanted to reach out and just kind of, kind of check in, see how everything's going, you know, how, how, and, and, and whatnot. Cause I know that a lot has happened, a lot of good stuff from what I see. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been great. But how's, how's Dalton, the individual, how, how are you, man? And the rest of the guys? I have been pretty fantastic. There was a stint of time. There was a stint of time there where I was like crazy busy. I, I do uh, video editing as well as the band oh. and video video has been like my main thing until recently where I've been able to shift more over to the band focus Wait, and music video editing or oh, just, yeah, yeah. Music. I do music videos and then I used to shoot weddings, but I like very, I'm a lot more selective of those these days. I only <laughs> pick the ones I, I really want to go shoot. Yeah. And then I do some uh, like business product branding type videos, oh, okay. uh, commercials or testimonials or whatever the case may be. But I was busy there for a minute, but I have, I've really slowed down and gotten to like, like I said, pick and choose more what I'm doing um, stuff that I really enjoy and, businesses that I really believe in and want to work with. So that's been really nice. Um, just really been focusing on my overall health and wellness, me and Colby, our vocalist right now, we're doing the carnivore diet for the month of Jan for the month of January. All right. It's got, it's got lots of health benefits to it. I don't want to rant rave about it here, but we'll just just bring Joe Rogan in, like start talking (laughs) talking about eating elk meat and shit for, you know, months on end, but, but no, I'm familiar with it. 
Yeah, it's so so good for you. Um, so I would, I mean, I I like to if I hear something and somebody's saying it's a certain way or does this or does that, I always test it on myself. Like I am the test. I'm the test subject. So I like to see what it's all about. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, I'll be like, all right, that's that's that was lies. But um, I've I've really been focusing on just uh, my my health and well being. Been going to the gym a whole lot more. Like I try to go every single day until I force myself to take a break. And so, uh, it's been, it's been really good, man. Really, really good. That's good, man. I always, I always like to just, you know, band aside, I'm more of, you know, I like to get to know and see how the person is doing individually. Um, because if you're, you know, physically and mentally fit, then you can continue doing, you know, the things that you love. And we all know that, America's healthcare system ain't the best. Uh, so you have yeah, got you to, kinda, you, you got to take matters into your own hands. Yeah. Really. Um, I, I, I fully believe that you have to, you have to take care of yourself before you can take care of anyone else or anything else. Like you've got to be solid within mm-hmm. and then that can spread outwardly. I, I really fully believe that. And so I, I try to be, the best version of myself every day that I can be. That's it. That is it. I do for any of those listening, I have obviously my personal page and it's called run with Ryan. I really love, that's how I find, 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 (laughs) find. That's how I find, (laughs) God almighty. That's how I find a majority of new music is I will it's raining here today, so I probably won't go for a run. Or maybe I will. I'm not too sure, but I know it's, it's raining up here too. Uh, we're not too far. We get we get that that nice like you know if a big enough yeah, we get gulf that. cloud you know will come across the western front. But I really do. I so when I was in the military, I was in the Marine Corps for five years, and I fucking hated running just because it was like it was forced on you. Now, you know, it's something that I really enjoy, and there is. I mean, it's proven that, you know, any type of physical exercise is better for your mental uh, state of mind. And it's also healthy for your brain. I mean, there is such a yeah. thing as a runner's high. It's just, I mean, it's just like when you're working out and you get that pump and you're like, fuck, yeah. it, you know? Um, yeah. So I, I go on these runs and sometimes I'll do guided runs. I use Nike run club and they'll have like, they have like a mindfulness section where as you're running, the guy's just like, all right, now we'd like to check in with you. Where's your head at? Are you running? You know, and it's just this very subtle kind of thing. And you don't really think about it until you're like, oh yeah, are my arms swinging naturally? Are they crossing my body? Am I, you know, and puts you in check. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. But I guess what I'm trying to get to is everybody has goals. Everybody sets them. I mean, you know, I'm going to the gym January 1st. Like, no, you're not. No, let's, Let's be realistic here. Um, just get out there when you can exercise, however you see fit, whether it's walk a mile, do 10 push-ups a day, whatever challenge. I think the challenge thing is really cool because it's almost like gamifying, uh, physical and mental health. It's like, like, like you said, you're doing carnivore yeah. for January. My wife is doing dry January where she's not drinking for the entire, not that she has a problem. She's just, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing the same thing. Like that's part of the carnivore diet, like no alcohol. So I'm also on that. But, uh, but yeah, I think, I think that's great that you're doing it, man. I was going to say, um, 
speaking of going back to you being in the Marines and like being forced to run, I've, I felt growing up, I felt like forced to wake up early to go to school. I felt forced to read books and I hated it. I'd literally told, I, I told myself, I was like, when I'm an adult, when I have my own place, I'm never waking up early. Yeah. And I lived that. I lived that for a long time. Like most of my, like pretty much the end of college all the way up until now I'm 28. So like almost a decade, probably I have just not woken up early. Cause I was like, I'm never going to do that. Come to find out it's really great to wake up when the sun comes up because your circadian, your circadian rhythm is very important. Oh yeah. And look, and looking at the early morning sunrise. And so like now I'm re I'm finding these things th through my own free will rather than being forced. And I'm loving it. Like I'm really enjoying it and uh, reading books. Like I started reading books again. I haven't read books since probably middle school. <laughs> And here I, here I am, uh, from like eighth grade till now I'm 28, uh, about to be 29. And I'm like, dang, I like reading books. I now. like reading. <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. Well, tell my buddies. No, I, I also, it's not that I don't like reading. I just fall asleep too fast. I get like three pages mm. and I'm out. But yeah, now what I'm doing is specifically on Sunday mornings, before anybody wakes up, naturally wake up with the sun, go downstairs and open a book and read one chapter. That's it. Yeah. Whether it's four pages or 40 pages, that is, that is my goal. And I, I, the first, I have a thousand books in this house that my wife is a big, like Anne, Anne Rice, um, a lot of like vampire, you know, a lot of fiction I'm more, yeah, no, I'm yeah. more nonfiction, you know, health related Me too. business motivate. Me I'm, not too. Big, I'm not big on the motivation stuff because I feel like I have a ton of that in me already, but then I, I you know, yeah. then I read these I motivational like getting, books. I like getting reminded. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Hey, Hey, uh, Ryan, you actually suck this week. Read this book. Uh, <laughs> but no, it's, it's, we were in half price books and it was, just this old looking book that said ninja. And I was like, okay, I'll read that one. And it's like, it's all about how ninjas became to be and the art of being a shadow warrior and how to it, like, I would have never thought I'd have been like, I would read a book on ninjas, you know, like that's not, no, but it's really crazy because there's a lot of shit that ninjas and, and the samurai, did slash do that is actually very correlative to just being a, like a, not a person, but they have qualities and techniques that can be implemented like in today. Like one of the things about ninjas is they're not to be seen or heard. They masters of disguise, masters of, of escaping situations, but they also have, these lessons on how to like know your enemy and then you go back and report. I mean, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. I just, I don't know. I, I love want, that. If you want to know about ninjas, I, I holler at me. <laughs> I love whenever uh, I, I've seen it a lot more lately, I guess I've become more aware of it that 
everything just correlates together. Like you can take ninja stuff and apply it to like the music industry. You can take business stuff and apply it to like a carpentry guy or just like, like you name it. Um, there's so many um, correlations. I'm sure you could make those parallels between the practices of being a ninja and the practices of being a drummer, for oh, example. I, I'm sure the more, you know what, as I'm reading the rest of the book, I'll just, I'll have you in the back of my head and then I'll shoot you a text and be like, Dalton, dude, how you can got, he, you got to do these powers. Yeah. You got to use this technique when you're doing the drum fill. Okay, dude, you're going to crush it. <laughs> <laughs> But. I love I love those parallels though between things like there's <laughs> yesterday actually I, as a drummer like my number one complaint is the kick drum sliding forward uh, when I'm playing yeah so it's so hard to keep it stay stationary but I met this guy once at a show in Texas another drummer and he told me about uh, I, I can't remember if he was a plumber or if he knew a plumber. And he's like, yeah, it's so important to like know all these different walks of life because you never know how you could implement one thing from that walk of life into your life and your thing. Right. You know, the little flange, like metal flanges for metal piping that you like put on a wall and you can screw the metal pipe in. People build like shelves out of them and they build oh, clothes okay, hangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I have a general idea of what you're talking about. It's just, it's, you screw in like a one inch metal pipe to it. The flange, you screw it on the wall and then that's what the pipe attaches to. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So this dude had retrofitted these metal flanges onto his drum rug and then stuck the feet of the drum down into it to keep the kick drum from sliding. Like the kick drum is like locked into the rug I do that going now. nowhere. I do that on every drum rug I have. I'm just like, I'm by the flange. I'm by the screws. I just pop them in there. Like it's, and it's a plumber thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just see you like on Instagram, like almost like creating, like creating your own like branded kick drum stopper thing or whatever. I like, thought about in it today, in, in today's video. Welcome to, you know, Dalton's DIY or, you know, something. I, I thought about it, man. I was just like, do I really want to go down that path? <laughs> <laughs> you just go to home Depot, get these flanges, have them like just laser etched, like the letter D on it and then just sell it for like four times the cost Ex of drummers. Exactly. I mean, I could, I should probably patent this while I have a chance. Hashtag TM in the circle. It's ours. It's registered. Yeah, it's there. We already I just want, I just want, give me 10%. That's all I want. We talked about it here. This is my copyright. This is proof that we came up with the idea right now. <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody's like, no, you're just stealing it from the Texas plumber guy. Okay. Right, right, right. I, I can't ever forget that. <laughs> but that's cool, man. That's, I think that's neat that, that as you even, you know, you never know what you're going to encounter, you know, at, at any show and you're, you know, whether it's a tip or a trick or just general advice. Um, but I, th I think that's great. Uh, well, shit, man, we've, we've been cruising, man. We have, uh, it's been pretty good. Almost. Yeah. I'm, I'm in here. Look, I'm like trying to figure out like where all the timestamp stuff is. And I'm just like, Oh, there it is over there. But I don't want to take up too much more of your time. I know my wife has some things that she wants to get done today and 
kids go back to school tomorrow, so it's kind of fun. I mean, by fun. the time this comes out, they'll already be in school and yeah. hating it. Um, I'm about to go film. Uh, I'm going to film a uh, drum playthrough for Pulse. Hey, okay. I got all. I got okay. all, Got it set up yesterday. It's all ready to go. I just didn't hit the record button. Well, man, I I definitely look forward to that. I would, dude. How many? Let me ask. How many angles you got? You like a top down, a kick drum? You know, a couple I was, over uh, the crash. I, I, I've got my main wide shot, and I was gonna do like one more angle. I was thinking about doing like a foot cam, maybe, and then yeah. Maybe overhead would be cool, but it's hard to rig that up. Like it's hard to get my camera out there. Yeah. I, I know you'd almost have to have like something suspended from the ceiling that you could kind of like lock it into or something like that. But I'll have to, yeah, I'll have to get crafty, but I'm going to try. I'm going to try probably four angles. Hey, call that plumber drummer. <laughs> the, the plumber drummer. The plumber drummer. That's, there that's it, it is. We've come up. We've come up with the name of the thing. The thing. It is the it is or the drummer's plumber. Who the knows? Drummer, we'll, drummer you know, plumber, plumber, drummer. We'll work we'll work it out in the details. We'll make sure that we get everything uh copywritten and everything. Uh before you get out of here, man, you got any shout outs, any um just any final final save rounds? Sure. Um if you want to find out anything else about levels and keep up with everything related to us, uh we have a website. It's just levels-band.com and you can find links to all of our social medias on there. If you want to follow us, you can find our merch on there. We're working on some new merch right now. So maybe by the time this comes out or definitely by the time the EP comes out in February, we'll have some new merch. Um, We upload all the new songs there. You can also find them at Sharp Tones website or their YouTube channel. And then, of course, we're on all the streaming platforms that you could possibly get title, Spotify, iTunes, et cetera. What's the uh, album release date? Do you know? Um, I think February 2nd. Let me double check here. And 2224. That's a good number. Yeah. Dalton's like, man, you fucking put me on the spot, dude. Come on. Let's see. Yeah, February 2nd. Cool. February 2nd. Well, I'm sure like the rest of the fans and the soon to be fans will be, will be staring it down. And whenever you guys drop it, if you guys, you know, just send me whatever you got, I'll, uh, you know, share it around the central Texas area. Um, we will just to kind of make people re, you know, get, get, get back in the, get back in the habit of checking you guys out. Cause I know it's like out of town bands, you know, unless you have like, like we talked about earlier, like that core, you know, core groups of fans in certain cities, you know, um, that it's just, it's like, okay, how do we get this back to these people? You know? So yeah, I will do yeah. my damnedest, my, my guy. Might have to give you a little early sneak peek. Ooh. I, people have been telling me to do like reaction videos and I just, I'm like, ah, oh, man, like it's been done a million times before, but I think what I'm going to do is something called the in-car test. There's another cop. This is me copywriting this right mm. here. Cause everybody does right. the in-car test, right? Like it's, yeah. You say in-car test it, to any musician and non-musicians. They're like, oh, I yeah, definitely know what that is. Yeah. So, it must be done. Yeah. Cause Octane has this thing called test drive where they have new artists that are, you know, literally test driving the song to the masses and then you go vote for it. And then that's how it gets in regular rotation. I'm taking that like to a literal sense. I'm going to test drive, but then I'm also going to play it in the car 
with band members, if possible, like definitely I can get the locals in my mm. car, but, uh, for, you know, bands that just, Hey man, how's the song sound? This is, you know, mastered done. Now I'm not going to give like rave reviews for every song because, you know, not every song is fucking amazing, you know, but I will. Not every song will pass the car. No, exactly. You got to get back in the studio and, you know, sometimes yeah. you hear shit in the car that you don't hear in the studio and, you know, and even vice yeah. versa. But um, yeah, man, send it to me. I'm trying to gather, I'm trying to gather a little steam and I want to, you know, got a couple songs that have been sent to me that I can, you know, kind of try out just, you know, camera angles and mics and stuff. Yeah. That's a really cool idea. See, so, it'd be awesome if you could like catch bands when they're on tour and get them to come sit in the car and like it, do the car test. Exactly. Because like I drive, I drive and, and we'll end on this. I don't want to like take up too much more of your time, but I drive a 2015 Kia K900 with like a 15 speaker sound setup. And it is just, it's premium sound for a stock, uh, a stock car stereo. And that's perfect. It's a luxury car. So you can fit four people or three people in the back comfortably. And it just has, I mean, there's fucking speakers everywhere, dude. Like there's one by your left, left and or right shoulder, wherever you're sitting just for like mids. It's great. Yeah. And that was the idea was to drive around downtown Austin, you know, with the panoramic roof open on a nice day, just, just jamming, pull up to a stoplight, roll the windows down be like, Hey, you ever heard of levels? No, get in. I mean, you know, in today's world of getting in the car with strangers, it's a little bit easier, but if you kind of explain it a little bit ahead of time, like, Oh, this is a segment I can, I can see, like, I can see it. Right. Like I can like, like, cash cab but instead of money you <laughs> yeah. win yeah you win new music yeah that's definitely that's definitely and seeing that would be another thing let's okay we'll just hi, we'll hypothesize this levels has a new song has a new album coming out in february you guys send me that on an actual cd i go test drive go in car test it pull some rando off the street they love it hand it to them and then boom there's a fan and then they're going to talk about this experience. Like, that's what I'm about. The experience. Yeah. The exp Dude, we are too. We like to say that our songs are experiences, not just songs. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta, you know, you gotta be in it. And then, but anyway, yeah. anyway, that's, that's, you know, I love that. That's, that's to that's definitely this year's plan. Pursue that. I love it. Okay. All right. Got one vote from levels. That's all I need. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. <laughs> All right, brother. Well, I greatly appreciate your time, man. Thank you for spending an hour with me and, and just catching up and chatting. Best of luck to Levels uh, and everything that you guys got coming up this year. Um, obviously, if you're routing through Austin, you know, give me a heads up. I'll definitely uh, share that, show up, say hey. All right, Dalton. Well, I'll let you go, man. And best of luck to the drum playthrough. I'll be looking forward to it. Thank you, Ryan. I really appreciate you. 